Ladies and gentlemen, welcome your faces to the Gridcast. I am joined by my fellow comrades, Nathan, Butter, Saj, and Me Michelle. The most important one. And everyone, would you like to say hi? Butter? No. I'm good. Maybe. Hi. Think about it. So, in today's podcast, we have a lot to talk about because the Leafs made a trade yesterday. As as most as as everyone knows, we acquired. I mean, the Leafs acquired defenseman, left-handed shot Jake Muzzin in exchange for a 2019 first-round pick, the rights to Sean Dersey, and prospect Carl, uh, Carl Grundstrom. You guys want to call him prospect? Yeah, Carl Grundstrom, Sean Dersey. First. So, okay, what does everyone think? Does everyone think it was a fair trade for both teams? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think so too. Toronto will win this brawl, even in the future. But first, I think I think it mostly depends on who that pick becomes and how good Jersey becomes. It's hard to tell now who wins. You have to wait like three. I mean, the Leafs get the upgrade they need now desperately because we all know the defense has not is. Been been subpar to say say the least. Looking at the Muslim trade, who we traded, who we got back. Um, I want to hear everyone's opinions on it. So, butter, if you wanna, you wanna start us off. So, I think I I honestly love this trade. Like, it the the fact that we didn't give up Sandine or Lugie Grand or Con, or Kapanen, Johnson too. It's it's a huge win. Like nobody off the roster. I think that's the most important part. Yeah, I I would definitely agree with that. I know Nathan, you're you're a Penguins fan, so you, you have an unbiased opinion. So if you want to say some some quick, I mean, do it. Muzzin was originally a Penguins draft pick. They yep. just decided they wasn't good enough to yep. sign him. Nathan, do you then, have any opinions on this trade for Toronto or for LA? I mean, it works for both teams. I don't. I kind of question how good Grunchman's going to be. Like, I hear a lot of people saying the best part of his game is his physicality, which. Typically means he's not going to be good, but oh, I've also he, heard a lot of I've heard a lot of good things about him too. So, what I mean, I'll just... say about um, Grundstrom, he he gets to the net and he scores. Like he may not be like the flashiest guy, but he gets to the net and he just scores. Like that's always been his thing. Every level he's played, he just scores. He puts the puck in the net. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if I see him being a top six guy in the NHL, but maybe like a decent third liner is probably ceiling. I think this trade is perfect for both teams because LA needs to get faster and younger, and they get Grundstrom and Jersey and a first. Obviously, I think Jersey's looked really good in the OHL this year. I know he's an OA and he's like supposed to be good at this point, but I think it's a good acquisition. I really liked him here. I think he could have been an NHL player one day, especially being a right-handed shot holds a lot more value as a player. And Grundstrom, I he has that type of like like that snarl and then like that physicality, nose for the net. Um, he could probably be something for LA. I know their roster's kind of thin. They don't have much youth or speed, so those two is perfect yeah. for them. And then they move Muzzin. I mean, LA's really bad this year, so why not just trade the guy now? Like, um, I know his value's probably not the best. He hasn't... It's probably not his best season, but he's playing good for LA. Let's be real. Yeah. Ooh, Muzzin? Plus 10 on LA. Can't argue Muzzin? about that. I know plus minus yeah. is like... Gretchen doesn't seem minus. to be too far behind. Captain either like production wise like in their draft years they both had like similar points in their like sweet respective leagues. I would and say. I, know... I was gonna say Grush... about... yeah better than yeah. Captain. So it's tough, right? This was uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, 
with Captain, he was probably a little bit more flashier, like over Sweden. But um, he probably showed a bit more upside too. I really liked. Yeah. I really liked Captain in like forever. I mean, the, that the... flashiness is what is what got, is what attracts people, right? It's the reason lots of people assume Mitch Marner is miles beyond Nylander. Or and some, some obviously people... this season he's performing that way, but like last season, that's why a lot of people just popped on the train of Marner being a lot better because he's a lot flashier than Nylander is. I still like well, Marner. He, he puts up more points too. I think he has a higher ceiling too. I like Marner over Nylander, but that's for yeah. another topic. Um, Saj, I think it's time for you to say your piece on Jake Muzzin. Maybe not specifically where you wanted to play. We can get into that later on. But what do you think of the trade right. overall? And who do you think won? Was it fair? The prospects we gave away, if you know anything about them. Jake Muzzin as a player. Uh, I definitely think that the trade was fair. Uh, Jake Muzzin obviously being the, the best piece involved. Uh, he has great like numbers this year. Uh, Exit-wise, entry-wise, it's pretty decent. Pretty similar to Riley in that, in that, uh, in that way. Uh, Dursey, for Is instance... I got to I got to see Jersey play like a couple times before he got traded. Uh, I I never saw anything way too much or uh, anything really really good out of him. Like he was good breakouts things like that. Um, I only saw like top six ceiling or something like that out of him at the time. Uh, for Gunstrom, I have never watched him play, so I don't really know. And that first uh, that first pretty much as we know like how much draft picks are valued now, or what their historical value is. Um, that late first, uh, would pretty much be worth as much as, like, a late second, which is basically our next pick anyways. Yeah. How, you, you mentioned, uh, Riley's exits. How good is he at exits? Because I know, if, like, his shot suppression is completely trash. He's terrible at that. Yeah, uh, like, last... To his exits. Last season, he was better at, uh, possession exits per 60, and, uh, his entry numbers last season were really good as well. But uh, his shot contributions weren't as good as they were this year. Uh, I remember reading, and I think it was an athletic interview, um, he wanted to be more offensive this year and more active in the zone, which is showing up pretty well in the numbers and, like, his production, as we all know. He's in, like, the 99 percentiles for, like, shots per 60, shot contribution per 60, and, like, shot a shot assist per 60 is 91th percentile. Uh, that's come to, like, to the uh, detriment of his, like, entry numbers, but his exit numbers are still pretty decent. I think that's quite the knock. Like that's obviously been a knock on Riley. Like the guy offensive output is like insane, but he, yeah. he really can't play that well in his own zone. He's not that good back there. Um, in terms of Muzzin slotting in, I think that works out for everyone because obviously you get the trickle effect. Hainsey slides down the lineup, which everyone has been asking for for a while. I think Hainsey could maybe flourish in a top six role, play him on the penalty kill. Yeah. Um, give him less minutes. Um, maybe with Dermot, it could work better as a mentor thing. But I really like Dermot Zaitsev from like the two or three games we saw them play. I think Zaitsev showed his best when he was with Dermot. Uh, definitely, he looked better than the Gardner Zaitsev playing, which is atrocious from what I see. Um, in terms of Muzzin, uh, he I I think he slots in with with Riley obviously because Riley needs a friggin' partner. Um, now the problem is, what side do each of them play respectively? And I know. Butter and Saj have opinions on this topic. So, Butter, uh, you want to say your piece first on that? Well, my my reasoning is for Muzzin playing on the right, it's just I think Riley, has, he's been so good on the left that 
there's not really a reason for him to play on the right side because it, it'll take away from him defensively. So, and Muzzin, like, I think he's more than capable enough to play the right. Like, he's fantastic defensively. He's great on the cycle, which is exactly what we need. So, I think he fits perfectly on the right with Riley, and he won't hurt him at all there. Uh, as for uh, having Riley on the right side instead of Muzzin on the right side, uh, I think that's largely because of um, the benefits that being on the right side has on like things like his shot contribution, which is what he's focused on this year, and which has led him into like the Norris conversation and things like that. Um, we know that uh, it's, I think it's Matt Kane's research. Um, defenseman, uh, or no, playing on your offside or offhand side um, has the largest impact on your shooting percentage on scoring chances, and Morgan Riley is um, fourth in the league in scoring chances per 60, uh, individual scoring chances per 60, that is. Uh, as for scoring chances overall, he's also very good in that matter, in that fact, too. Yeah. Um, Transition-wise, uh, that's affected a lot when you're on the right side, I'm guessing. Like, I, I couldn't find anything concrete about that. Um, but Muzzin's, like, bread and butter this year was transition, 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 as well as entry zone defense. Uh, that's pretty much why. And plus, Muzzin isn't much of, like, a rover in the offensive zone. He's mostly he stays at the point and shoots. Um, pretty much, he shoots like I guess you could say Jake Gardner is when he's at the point. I wouldn't say Jake Gardner shoots much at all. I think Gardner is the... more of a. I don't even no, know. No, like what same I style, same style of shooting. Yeah, like, yeah. Same spots. I think honestly, I'm just kind of happy that Riley has a partner now. Like, yeah. if you guys saw um Dmitry Filipovich's tweet, of he tweeted out like the list of like all the people Riley has played with since he's come here. And the list is just atrocious. It's like Ron Hainsey, Vicky oh, yeah, Zaitsev, Jake Gardner. Hunwick. Yeah, and then after Ooh, that, it goes to like Cody Francis, Stephen John Michael Lyles. Like, it's insane. It's insane how many bad players he's had while he's here. And he managed to, he still managed to basically survive in Toronto. Probably because of his age and his offensive ability that we, and that we just seen. Just the hype he had coming in, too, right? Like, yeah. He was drafted pretty. Top uh, fifth overall pick, I think. Yep, fifth overall, 2012. Now, yeah. my favorite, obviously, uh, Butter, I know you mentioned this before, but, like, the fact that we get, uh, like, a bonafide, the guy, the guy is, the, I'm not, I don't know if I'm right here, but he, he plays hand-in-hand -hand with Drew Doughty, you know? Or, like, Alec Martinez. I don't know. He, he's been known to play with both, but lately it's been Alec Martinez. Like, yeah, even, this season it's been all Martinez. He hasn't played with Doughty at all. Even if he, yeah. even if he has played with Dowdy, you you get that nice complimentary supporting player, which Riley would need exactly. if like a true number one always needs that guy to support him. And Ron Haynes, yeah. he just wasn't it. Uh, you no. get you add you add Muzzin. Uh, everyone else lost down the lineup, which obviously I said before makes sense, especially for Haynes. The guy is too old to be playing 20, 24 minutes a night. Uh, now I'd say over twenty. Yeah, great for interviews though. Now with that being said, uh, I love that. We don't trade Janssen or Kappen, and even though I know Luis, I've said Kappen is not available. Sandy Lilligren is especially helpful because, uh, all things considered, our prospect pool is not that deep as we like to think it is. Yeah. Um, now, in terms of the Leafs, do you guys think Jake Muzzin is, is the end-all, be-all, or do we go out and get someone else? Um, I would say maybe one more guy 
to replace Zaitsev or even Hainsey. Just replace one of those two guys on the right side, and I'd probably consider us legitimately a contender. Honestly, Zaitsev's been so bad that it's it's not even a matter of picking up someone over Zaitsev. It's a matter of getting rid of Zaitsev. Like, if yeah. we get rid of him, it'll literally help our team. I'd like to see... Especially that contract, too. Like, if you get rid of that, it opens up, like, possibly re-signing Muzzin. Maybe Gardner. I don't know. I'd but like it just... opens up a possibility. It helps a lot, basically. It's, yeah. it's brutal, that contract. Now, I know we've also looked at, like... Nick Jensen and Rako Gudez and the thing with Rako Gudez, do we have the assets to acquire him anymore? I would Honest, say no. I, I think don't... I think what they were asking was a first round pick for him was a prospect. Which we also don't have anymore. I don't I don't know if we can even afford him at this point because yeah. three billion is a lot for someone who's gonna play probably third line minutes knowing Blake Babcock. I think if we're gonna get someone, it has to be someone that's expiring at this year, like a full-on rental. You don't pay. Or it has for. to be someone who's cheap. Yeah, but like a Nick Jensen. I don't know. I know everyone's. I haven't actually looked at Nick Jensen. I don't know how actually like good it, good he is. I don't know if any of you actually looked at his numbers. His his. Yeah, like, I've every game that we played Detroit, I noticed him. He is he's so like he's such a good skater that like. It, like he's just so such a good skater that it puts himself in a good position defensively every time to make a play. And the offensive zone too, he can really get skating in the offensive zone, make plays. We really don't even need him for that. If he plays like solid defensively, like that's fine with me. Yeah. yeah, there's a one of the the sections in this uh, entry defense where he shows very well is his his like breakups and his possession entries allowed and stuff. Yeah. He he grades out in like the high ninety percentiles. Yeah, he's a really good depth player. So if you can replace him with a Hainsey, he's a right-handed guy too, so he would like perfectly slot in there. Exactly what we need. And, and he, he wouldn't cost that much either. He's a UFA bottom pairing guy. So. I don't think Detroit values him that much either, to be honest. Yeah. Another Detroit's got a lot of guys ahead of him. Another got, guy. Like, Ronick, Chilos, yeah, he gets too. I don't know about him. Um, I like... Uh, I know Sad just sent this in the group chat. Lawrence Pilot. I don't know if he's actually available, but that guy is really good. And he got scratched today for Matt Hunwick. He's really good <laughs> too. I I really like him. And like I don't know what Buffalo's doing, man. And they, like they're scratching Pile Pilot. I don't know how to say his name. Pilot Pilot. I don't know. Lawrence and they also just Pilot. It's just Pilot. Really? Oh really? Okay. I thought it... And they also scratched Nathan Bolu as well. Bolu sucks. Bolu. He's back for a trade. Then. Yeah, but he's yeah. not good. Yeah, he's not playing at all. Now there was also an another blockbuster yesterday, guys. Uh, the the Penguins acquired a fourth round draft choice from the Dallas Stars in exchange for defenseman Jamie Alexiak. Now, I'm no Penguins fan. I'm no Stars fan. I know Nathan, you probably have an opinion on this. Would you like to chime in here? I mean. Someone had to go. They had that many defensemen. Schultz is a couple weeks from coming back. Someone had to go. I kind of wish it was uh, Ricola on waivers. He's trash. But uh, considering like the cap hit Alexiak had and stuff, it's not a terrible move, I guess. They needed someone to go. You, you obviously can't move that Jack Johnson contract. No one's going to take that from you now. And there's really... No other option unless you trade Mata, 
but Maz has been better than Alexiak, so it's not a terrible trade. I kind of like to look at it as if, because the Pens got the exact same pick they gave up last year for him back in this trade. Yeah. So you you, you can kind of look at it as if they just basically got a loan for free for the yeah. last year. And I mean, Alexiak has been a solid defenseman. He he played well. Guys, so yeah, I remember. It's hard to guys huge. It's hard to be mad about it. I liked Alexiak. He was a good player, but something had to happen, and it's he's not a, he's a terrible move. Player. I kind of thought they might have been able to get a bit more than that for him. Because, like, I feel like his trade value now should be higher than what it was when Pittsburgh like, acquired him last year. Yeah, even yeah. earlier in the season, he started, like, didn't he have power play time for a while? Uh, Yeah, I believe so. He played, like, second unit a little bit. Yeah, and he was scoring too. Like I remember, like checking for fantasy he stuff. Had a, like... He had a week there. He had a couple goals. I'm pretty sure he scored the first goal of the Penguin season this year. I I believe that. I did see that. rumors about um, Mada being really close Mad's... to going to Montreal soon. So Montreal, yeah, I know they've been linked. I'm gonna. Yeah. Uh, that's a terrible idea. You already got rid of Alexiak. They're now basically trusting Jack Johnson and UC Recoil over those guys. That's a terrible idea. I mean, neither of those guys are NHL capable. You're stuck with Johnson because of the contract you gave him. Just wave Recoil. I and would still- argue, though, um, Pittsburgh is kind of that team that they're not really required to have depth defensemen. Like, obviously, 2016, like they showed that they just don't need that many players defensively to do it i mean i mean yeah but i also think in 2016 the guys they had it on defense were more so not necessarily good defensemen but they were like not bad defensemen not in the position where they would hurt your team by playing i feel like Rico and johnson are that they're they're so bad that when they're on the ice your team's worse yeah so moving moving guys like oleksiak and mata to make room for players who are just going to make your team worse makes no sense. Peterson or Peterson, I don't. I think it's Peterson. Hasn't he been playing well? Because I remember since that trade from Anna. I know you guys gave up wrong, but like since getting him, he's been playing well. He's oh, been. I okay. forgot about him. Yeah, he's been okay. He's he's been fine. I mean, he's played a lot with uh, Johnson. So Does he, he plays second pair. He plays third pair with Johnson, and okay. Ricola plays the. Uh, Second pair with Mata. Damn. And then the top pair has been all Tang Dumo for the last two and a half years. I mean, Schultz yeah. is obviously going to be huge because you get the Tang Dumo Schultz, who are three very capable NHL defensemen. The Tang. I'd, I more think so. I'd rather. I'd almost rather see, like. Put Mata on the third pairing with, like. Johnson or someone. Would you rather Ricola or Johnson? Put- uh, I'd rather Johnson. Really? Is both... is Mana that bad though? Where like skating wise, where he's just not that good of a player. Like it affects him so much. He, he's rare. He would be a very good defenseman if he could skate. Like mm-hmm. so, it the decisions, him that much. the decisions he makes are really good. He just doesn't have the speed a lot of the times to make mm-hmm. the plays that he's trying to make. And he gets beat coming back a lot. A lot more than he should. Yeah. I remember last year in the playoffs, can't remember who, but like a Capitals player just walked around him 
for a game-winning goal. I think it was Kuznetsov. I think I remember It may that. have been, but, like, everyone with the headlines was like, look at the speed, but it's, it's not even, like, that. Mata was just that slow. Like, a normal defense can probably would have allowed it. Leading into Kuz, Kuznetsov, um, you want to know who, like, Kuznetsov's line partner, Ovechkin, did not participate in the All-Star game. Now, in, uh, Stan Fischler. He had some stuff to say today about that. Awesome transition there by me, but what do you guys... That was, that was shaky. That was... What do you guys think that of that? What do you guys think of that, um, that rule where if you don't participate, you get suspended a game? They need to enforce... the, I think it's the NHL trying to, trying to make um, the NHL All-Star game worse something, but miserably failing. Yeah, if they if that rule wasn't in place, most players would probably say, "Nah, I'll just take a vacation." They still do it anyway. That's the funny part. Yeah, Ovechkin still said, "Nah, I'm gonna take a vacation." I mean, Ovechkin's yeah. been to a, like he's been to like every one. Yeah, Crosby always finds a way out of at least half of it. Crosby's always injured. The skills competition, Crosby was so sick he couldn't compete. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> and then, then the next day, here comes out with the MVP. Where he comes oh, out yeah. perfectly fine in place. Yeah. Wins MVP of the All-Star. Yeah, wins MVP. That's something they need to fix. went about a nice APM. I think the skills competition, like the actual competitions that are are in there are kind of dumb. Like some of It's them, so boring. The, pa- the passing the pa- was really yeah. bad. That's so bad. And the thing is, the only thing that is exciting is the save, the save streak. Save streak is good. I really like the save streak. The best one. They took my favorite one was the uh, like custom shootout. I love the gimmick. Yeah, the gimmick, the gimmick penalty shootout, right? Yeah, that was my favorite one. That was so fun. They took it out. Like we saw some classics in there. Like Ovechkin, Super super Caner, Ovechkin. Yeah, Ovechkin. Didn't Ovechkin. Ovechkin Remember when Jacob Voracek grabbed Johnny Goudreau and like took him like a kid? Yeah, yeah. Like, that's that's the stuff you you make All Star games like you. Yeah. That's what you advertise. The NHL All Star game is like, I just don't I don't see any like really watchable value yeah, to it. It's so it's boring. It's boring. Bad this year. Even and guys didn't even try three on three. Like I don't know what the fuck happened to Gibson. Excuse my swearing, but. <laughs> John Gibson just seven goals on eight shots. I don't know. Yeah, because guys don't try the All Star game. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like no it's, one cares. The defense is not give, like, give Gibson a break. He needs he needs some sort of break. I don't even blame them for not caring either. It's so He's, boring. There's really no Gibson point. Like three hundred high danger shots a night in Anaheim. He needs some kind of day off. <laughs> yeah, literally no difference in the All Star game. Yeah, and those are better shooters, but. Whatever. That being said, um, do you guys want to talk about like the the woman inclusion and then the outcome of all of that? I think Nathan had a strong opinion on that. I mean, the time thing was weird because like at first it came out and said like she actually won the thing and she didn't, and then it took one person's tweet to sway the whole of the NHL nation. Exactly, one person was just like, "Oh, she won," and then hockey Twitter is like, "Oh." Ooh. CCM, now CCM has to give her a shit ton of money for literally nothing. Yeah. NHL is apparently, isn't NHL paying all of them though? No, like, the, or, sorry, that was the dumbest thing the NHL did. Name. Oh, we're going to donate uh, more than you guys actually make to charity. That was so dumb. Just give them the money, come on. These guys don't make 25k a year, and now they're donating 25k a year. Like, that is so dumb. Just give them the money. 
Yeah, on a positive note, profitable. Can yeah, they possibly, I would even argue like, their charity giving money to the league help. instead. At least, like, like yeah, so at least help out the more. league. Even yeah. if you're not helping out specific players, like give the money to the league or something. It's brutal. That's brutal PR right there. On a positive note, Kendall Coyne was amazing in the fastest skater competition. She just got a new gig with NBC too, so that's pretty. It, dude, she looks really so like obviously her time wasn't there, but she looks so fast. She... Yeah, she was like half a foot She was taller. pretty decently fast. Dude, she beat a couple of the guys first. That brings me to high skinning. Like, the guy doesn't look that fast, but he is. Yeah, his long strides. He didn't even look like he was trying to skate fast either. High skinning was just, after he's wiped out, just, he was more worried about wiping out again. When than he fell over, the, the guy looks, like, so, like, like nervous and, like, anxious. Like, you've seen his face. Someone's going to get seriously injured in this event someday, and it's just going to shut the event down. Mm-hmm. Like, then it's just going to be like, no, nah, we, we can't do this anymore. Well, well, unless they can make money from it, no. Unless they stop making money from it. I mean, I doubt they're making very much money from it. Oh, they make a lot of money, dude. They make a lot of money from this. In the All-Star game? The, just the weekend overall. It's so trash, though. Like, I, if I didn't watch it, it wouldn't matter. I just had it on because there was nothing else. It's basically a weekend for that town that it's in. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's good for them. And, like, if we talk about San Jose, maybe they'll be making a... Big acquisition at the trade deadline, guys. So, in terms of the trade deadline, who do you guys have at the top of your trade bait board? Oh, for well, as a Leafs fan, I'm honestly biased towards maybe defensemen. So, I don't I mean, know if there's anyone on Carolina right now. There was a huge thing about out. Artemi Panarin that came out today. Yeah. Panarin, yeah. I feel like he's being moved. I feel like Bob's gonna be moved too. Bobrovsky. But they they did say that he wants to focus on the season and play in no, the playoffs. No, but you, did you hear what happened today in the game? He after, right at, right at the beginning of puck drop when he touched the puck, they started booing him. I don't know I'm if that'll sure, change anything. Though. I'm pretty sure the game was in Columbus, and I'm like, that's not gonna help him resign. Like, <laughs> oh, he's he's not gonna resign, but I don't think no. he'll be traded. I don't think Bob or Panarin is gonna stay there. I think Bob's like to be traded before. I think Bob Bob will I mean, say if he gets the money. The balls. Why would you want Bob? He's been trash this year. He's been absolutely horrible. He's, I think Corpusalo still can... has like he's shown that ability where when he gets on he can like he's Vesna candidate when he's on. I know Corpusalo can probably I don't know how like actually good he is, but I think he's probably capable of taking a starting job there next season. I think so. You could, it's kind of like UC Soros in Nashville, where everyone kind of knows he's he is capable of doing it, and he just hasn't been given the opportunity yet. I mean, and this season he has more than previous seasons. I mean, Rene signed a games. nice contract there, like it's like four mil over two. That's perfect for them. Rene, Rene's still number one. Yeah, Rene's still sick. And in terms of Bob, I mean, you trade that. Who needs? Who is a team that needs definitely needs a goalie? I mean, Carter Hart's been pretty good for Philly. I don't know if they're interested. It's Carter yeah, I would say Carolina. Carter Hart is supposedly staying in the NHL for the rest of the season. I wouldn't be surprised at that. He's been pretty good. Yeah. I think Bob to Carolina can make a, a lot of sense. You maybe get, like, Furlan back probably. I don't know if he re-signs in Carolina. Uh, Who knows how um, how Columbus, uh, how willing they are to trade within the division, though. So. Yeah. 
especially that kind of player. But like, is there any teams that need goalies in the West? The maybe I would say Colorado. They have two goalies signed. I mean, Varlamov's gone after this year, and then I think Grubauer can probably be a like capable NHL starter. He's been Grubauer bad hasn't though. Been any better though? He's been he's really just... bad this year. Yeah, he hasn't been any better. As for Bobrovsky, I think I can't. I'm pretty sure it was Steve on his podcast. He said, he said how he has like two or three years of really good like Vesna caliber seasons, and then he has one like mediocre year. And I think this is his mediocre year for Bobrovsky. So like trading for him is gonna be tough for other teams too. To like, how much are you really really willing to give up for Bobrovsky? Who's I mean, on a mediocre path. How often he do you wants get what, like ten million too? Like he he, to, he's gonna get that he's though. You know he's gonna get oh, that. He'll get it. He'll get it. Ben like, too though. He's, he's willing to give it. He's still he still can be elite goalie like any elite goalie. I think he still is. Yeah, like a guy like that doesn't really hit the free agent market. Teams that don't have a goalie are gonna be like giving him a blank check. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. Now yeah, I, I'm trying to think of teams in the West that be in on him but basically any team that's in on a playoff conversation they kind of have their goalie at least yeah. in the west i think another team like some more trade bait we wayne simmons obviously you could you could argue st louis but i mean they're not no. that much of st louis is always a team that needs a goalie yeah but um, if they, they I, still have jake gallon and they're not really in a playoff race are they no they've been good though recently and i think if we go down the trade board a bit we see Wayne Simmons, who hasn't been that great this season or seasons prior. I know a lot of these fans have been saying, let's get Wayne Simmons. I'm not really on that train anymore. I don't know about you guys. No. I mean, I would love Wayne Simmons, but realistically, it doesn't make sense for us to pay that much to get him. They're going to want way too much for him because I bet Philadelphia values him a lot. Well, yeah, I, I'm sure most teams would too. Like, he's been a consistent 25-30 goal scorer for like the past, what, five, six seasons? But where, like, where would he play here? That's the same. No, Wayne Simmons to the Leafs doesn't make sense because we'd have to give up no, like Johnson or something. And honestly, I'd rather keep Johnson over Wayne Simmons. It does, yeah, yeah, like giving up Young for like a UFA that you're not gonna resign. It just doesn't make sense. Uh, we don't need a forward. No, we don't. I like um, what in terms of other people that can be traded? Uh, I don't know if Matthew Shane or Mark Stone are available. I know. Sense I've been talking with them. Uh, Shane is apparently in talks to get nine million a year. I thought it was I thought it was eight, but I think it was eight by eight. That would be pretty crazy. I don't know. There's guys like there's guys like Gustav Nyquist uh, and Matt Zuccarell available for like depth winners. Like teams on like Edmonton could use Chris Kreider. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Hayes is too there too. Like you aren't just selling their wingers. I know Dougie Hamilton's available. That's a lot to give up for a team. Furland, he's there too. I don't Furland know. is probably gone. Yeah. I think he wants, what, like five, six, seven million? He wants as much as Tom Wilson got. That's crazy to me. I mean, Furland has been playing well, though. I know, but I, I know that he has, like, a really high shooting percentage, and, like, I don't he's know if he's, he's, he's having a really, like, high, like, year overall. I mean... As well as... There's guys like Brain Shen. Like, if St. Louis decides they're out of it, they potentially do end up selling at the deadline, I think. Brain Shen. Honestly, Ferland, Ferland could be the next, like, Matt Bolesky. Or David Clarkson. Yeah. And now, if we switch, let's switch gears here a bit. Uh, 
um, goalies, you know, we talk about contenders, pretenders, how much a goalie can make make or break a team. And that brings me to the New, the New York Islanders. Yeah, I mean, Leonard and have Price, to. unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> I think, what what is their team save percentage? Like, 920? It's insane. Grice and like Leonard have been ballistic. I don't I don't get it. They are the sole reason why they're even in contention. They're not even in contention. They're like they're on their first in the metro. They're top of the metro. Like yeah. what the hell? But it is an off year in the metro. But still. I think the Peng once the Penguins the Penguins are obviously gonna get a divisional spot. Washington's been on quite the losing streak. And Columbus is always there, so I don't see the Islanders. Maybe this week in wild card, but you just gotta wait for the Metro teams to turn it on, cause they'll definitely do it. Yeah, Washington's won, lost like what, like six, seven, eight, in yeah. or something like Holby that, and has... they're still only like three, four points behind the Islanders. Cause Holby's been brutal recently. I don't get it. For all the oh. heck we give Island fans, they got one thing right. Barzal's better than Tavares. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even disagree. He's been so amazing this year. It's like just like he's better than Ryan. Tavares and Tavares would be pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you when you're running, like the tree their top six is like horrible. <laughs> you you have like Kamarov, flip, flip the flipper, just call him that. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck. Um, I mean, that's not their top six though. That's their bottom no, six. their bottom six. But like their top six is pretty good. But I feel like their drop is really intense. I mean, if you compare their top six on paper, it's not that great compared to other teams. They in, like, really just get the production from the top guys. I mean, Bailey, Bailey, Barzal, Lee, uh, Bavoulier, I think that's how you say his name. Mark Nelson. Eberle. Barzal, yeah, Eberle. Oh, yeah, I forgot Eberle came back from injury. Yeah. They have a good top six, and I think they still have Wallstrom and Dobson coming up. Like, it's good. I'm really high on Wallstrom too. I think he's gonna be a great goal scorer. I mean, hasn't he? But he's been underperforming, right? And I, I think he has. Stats, but I think he has. I haven't followed him this year. So where does he play? Like BU or play somewhere? And he, he plays. plays he does play BU. Yeah, he still. And I feel like there's a whole thing about him leaving. Yeah, I I I heard about that too. But he has. I don't think he's been like. What everyone expected him to be, Wallstrom. Now, if we, in terms of contenders and pretenders, the Montreal Canadiens. Now, I know Carey Price has been like, like, like 2013-14 or like 15-16 Price. Price. Yeah, that guy. He's been like going off lately. How do you guys see the the Canadians? I think they're a good team, man. Like, you look at I them think... defensively. Maybe they're not. They got Weber, he and Petrie who've been just fantastic, and then they got the depth defensively where like there's no one where you like oh it's completely trash. Forwards, the Domi's obviously just fantastic for them. I've loved Joanne's I've loved Kakademi like he's been he's been really nice. I'm not so, sure if he's put up the points though, but yeah he's looked really good. Obviously I got. A, I have a tweet here from Arpin Basu where it has carry prices numbers by month. So in October he had a 915 save percentage. In November he had a really bad month. He went three and five with an 886 Oof, and a 3.81 goals against. And then December he had a 916. And January an eight starts. 
He had a 9.53 with a 1.51 goals against him. Yeah, he's been crazy lately. Well, that's what 10.5 should get you. Yep, especially over eight years. That's crazy. I mm-hmm. think I think Montreal's team ahead of Carey Price is like a good wild card to third third divisional spot. I think it solely rests on Carey on how Carey Price performs. The thing that scares me the most about playing the Habs in the playoffs is that if Carey Price wants to, he can steal an entire series. Yeah, he could steal oh, sure. four games in a row. Like if Carey Price was like, you know what, I'm not gonna let these guys win. Uh, they're not going to win. Because he has the power to do that. He hasn't really shown it the last two years. I know he's had chronic fatigue and dealt with a shit ton of injuries. but That's really the only issue with him. Yeah. Other than that, he's been pretty good. The injuries. Now, and the Canadians, like, not wanting to bench him while he's hurt to heal. Yeah, I mean, just don't play your players injured. But that's, that's a conversation for another day. Uh, I think we covered basically everything we got oh last thing last thing now it was reported by bob mckenzie i believe that austin matthews is looking around a six-year deal between 10 and a half and 11 i personally would rather have him at um eight years i want my um my superstar center locked up as long as he can be but if it's going to get him at 10 10.5 i mean i'll take the six what about you guys I'll take 10.6 for Matthews any day. 10.5, whatever. Like, if you can get him under 11, then I think that's fantastic. I don't really care about the... Like, if if we have to give him six years instead of eight to lower that AV, then I'm all for it. I think I'm... Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm on the same boat as Butter is. I think if we don't win a cup within six years with this team... I don't think it matters at that point. Like, realistically, we should be winning a cup within, like, what, three, four years max? At least five years. Yeah. We get far. Like, uh, first round exit this year's a failure. But I. that being said, I'm not very optimistic on a six-year deal for Matthews. I mean, we've seen what Tavares went through, but the Islanders sucked. But that's, mm-hmm. all, that's just always in the back of my head for some reason. Um, now... I really like the term if it's at 10.5. Maybe Marner makes 9. That's perfect for us. But with all that being said, I think we have wrapped up all the topics we wanted to get through. We good, guys? Yeah, I think yeah, that I think covers everything for today. All right. So with all that, all things considered, thank you all for listening. Uh, make sure to follow everyone on Twitter at Butter434, at Nathan Danufi, at Nick at Sajbrar, which is spelled weird. You guys probably won't even know what I said. <laughs> and and at Vishal Anand. Is it an underscore at the end? Honestly, good question. I'm pretty sure it's Vishal pretty Anand sure underscore. Alright, well, anyways, guys, thank you for listening to the first episode. We hope to bring more. First episode of the Gritcast. If everything goes well, uh, we appreciate you all listening. And, well, see you guys. Bye. Hashtag on Fall Stage. See ya. <laughs>